This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Visit the podcast at TheBigYellowSchoolBus.com to see all the past episodes for at least um, last six months or so. Isn't that about right, Coach? Yeah, uh, easily access 25. and then 25 uh, of the yeah, most recent? Yeah, the last 25 that we've done. And then if you need to go back a little bit further than that, contact the station. We can get those, too. Yeah, it, it's really great to have the archive of the podcasts online so you can listen to the, this show anytime you want on your computer or your phone. Um, I believe most of the um, podcast software that you have on your phone will pick yes. up the podcast. Yeah, just, uh, yeah Spotify. Uh, Spotify, I know it does. Every, I think it's about everything but YouTube. <laughs> everything but YouTube? But, but YouTube. Well, that'll be coming but, in 2029. Yeah, so we'll see. 2029 sounds about right because I don't think I'll be around here. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's about five more years. That's why I said that. Um Today on the Big L School Bus, I have with me in the studio for this recording, Miss Sarah Kennedy. Sarah is the Education and Outreach Director for Watershed Theaters. Welcome, Sarah. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Sarah, it's a pleasure to have Watershed Theaters on the show. Um, I hear so much in the community about Watershed Theaters and... I even had a friend by the name of Mr. Mathis that was in a show recently. He was like one of the lead characters. Um, Caleb Mathis? Uh, I believe that would be the Murray County Arts Guild. Oh, we yes. have two of them? We well, So Watershed is Murray County's only professional theater program. Okay. The Arts Guild is the community theater program. So the ah. difference between those two, the community theater is a volunteer-driven effort where um, people can really start to get introduced to theater, start to learn the terminology and how it works and things like that, and just... It's it's a great hobby to have and and just go out and have a good time. The the transition then from um, community theater to professional theater is where Watershed comes in uh-huh. because Murray County has such an abundance of talent um, that is coming out of all different programs and unfortunately we're losing a lot of the um, of that talent pool to job opportunities in Williamson County, Davidson County, people that are leaving the state uh, because there are no opportunities to work in the arts and make a living. So Watershed has stepped in within the last seven years, and we are filling that gap so that we can keep more of that talent and more of those tax dollars here in Murray County. So we really have to start at the elementary level, getting kids introduced to what theater is, how they can participate, um, just the wide array of, of things that are available, because a lot of kids think, I'm I'm afraid for people to look at me. I have stage fright. I don't want to do theater, but there are so many opportunities to to do art and, and you know painting sets and building and sound technicians and lighting and design and everything like that. So we're um, part of our education program is is to be able to help the schools beef up their arts programming so that we can train those kids to love working in the arts enough to want to make a career of it so we can keep them here in Murray County. And all of our productions right now, um, we're employing between 40 and 60 artists at any given time. That's from people who are on the stage performing the roles to the directors to the technicians, just anybody that it takes to put on a show. And we are 
bringing those paychecks to people here in Murray County for, for working in the arts. That is so cool. I did not realize we had the two separate entities. I kind of thought they were all part of the same thing. And that's kind of neat that we have two. Um, sorry, Caleb, I thought you were part of the Watershed Theaters. Um, and my shout-out was to Caleb. The, so good job, Caleb. You did a really good job from what I hear. I did not get a chance to see the show, but I heard great things. Um, so back to Watershed Theater. I did not know that you were a nonprofit either. And before the show, we were talking, and Watershed Theater is a nonprofit, correct? We are. Um, a lot of organizations, um, some of them are for-profit entities, where there's one person at the top of the, the top of the food chain that makes all of the decisions, and then is also the one who's footing the bill and who is, you know, receiving all of the profits. As a nonprofit, we are governed by a board of directors made up by a ton of wonderful people here in our community. Um, they see the bigger picture of what Murray County needs and comes to us, and we develop our program based off of those recommendations. And we have those checks and balances there of of people who are advocating for multiple entities in the community um, to make sure that we're building something that's strong for Murray County and not just strong for what one person is interested in doing. And the benefits of that is that we're able to um, receive grant funding from places like the Tennessee Arts Commission, um, who are very passionate about um, education in the arts for kids right now. So they have programs where um, teachers can um, receive funding for field trip tickets. So at that point in time, a teacher would say, we'd like to take our kids to see Watershed. The Tennessee Arts Commission would say, sounds good to us, and then they would pay us directly. So they're facilitating that exposure without any cost to the local school system. Um, they also have opportunities well, we for We kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. You know, that's, I mean, it's great for us because then we are not having to put the burden of of bringing our programming onto the people that we want to reach because that is definitely not what we need to do. We're, we're really passionate about making sure that arts exposure is available for everyone and not just people who, you know, can go to Nashville and see things at TPAC or who are putting their children in pay to play programming or studio based programming. We, we are working to make sure that that is something that's accessible to everybody and not just, not just people who can pay for it. Right. That's that's really, truly amazing to have that in Murray County. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I don't want to stop you. You're on a good roll. I'm really enjoying learning about this. But I also wanted to tell our listening audience, we have another guest in the um, studio, and that's Mr. Garth Pinkston. Talk about talented people. He's probably one of the most talented bus drivers I know. Um, and he's also the supervisor of our transportation department at Murray County Public Schools. Welcome, Garth. Thank you for having me today. And Garth, we'll talk a little bit more about transportation here and later in the show, but I wanted to bring you on so you could join in the discussion. Like Mike knows, we li- I like to have it as a discussion. So if you hear something that you want to say, oh, wow, that's so cool. Field trips, like for instance, Sarah mentioned that they do a lot of field trips. Yes, Generally speaking, field trips are handled a lot by the transportation department, right? Yes, absolutely. I've got a lady that handles all the transportation for field trips. And in May, we had over 150 trips. So we had to cut some days because we didn't have enough drivers. Right. But, uh, yeah, they, they go all over from the poke home to um, seeing plays to you name it, they go. Pumpkin Patch to Santa right. Claus to they go all over Nashville, Murfreesboro. Uh, it's and truly, Columbia. when you think about the magnitude, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in the second session, but the amount of the amount of students that the transportation department moves on a daily basis is just mind boggling, and the amount of buses out there. Um, and you know, the bigger the district, the more students. It's it's really kind of cool to 
learn more about that. So we'll do a little bit more about that. But Sarah, tell me a little bit more about this interaction you have with the students. Is it primarily with the elementary schools or do you take it all the way through all grades? We can take it all the way through all grades. And and we have our programming reflects that. Um, Starting at the elementary age, we have an after-school outreach program. We go into um, into a site one hour once a week for um, 16 weeks in the fall semester, 16 weeks in the winter semester. We work with the kids um, as as young as kindergarten, just teaching them fun games about theater and working them towards more of the the technical stuff to where they can start applying skills. You know, in in a, a just. I don't want to say rigorous, but just a much more focused way. Mm-hmm. Um, in the so we're going into our third year of that. We've been um, partnering with the Boys and Girls Club, and we've had um, two locations each um, each school year. Um, we've been in Battle Creek Middle School. We've been at Randolph Howell Elementary School. Um, this past year, we've worked with them in the Teen Center, and thanks to the Tennessee Arts Commission, we've received funding to expand up to. Um, two more locations. So we have opportunities to go into two more schools in the area this year and offer that free after-school programming to to the students. And basically all we need is just, you know, an open classroom, a gym or a cafeteria, something like that. We bring in our teaching artists, all the materials, and all the kids have to do is show up and, and they just get to learn about theater. And Sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And especially, you know, we we are seeing so much money from the budgets needing to go towards, you know, very crucial things like upgrades and air conditioning and, and just general maintenance. And the arts are unfortunately one of those places that get cut. So that's really where we are are focused in our education and outreach is to make sure that we can form those partnerships with the school district to make sure that we can help them fill those gaps because opportunities are available, funding is available. And at the end of the day, let us do do the heavy lifting for you guys to get the kids in the early years exposed to what they need so that as they move into the middle school and high school years, the teachers are able to start building a strong program. And then as those kids are graduating, we have um, our intern program. It's called the Apprentice Company. And that at that point in time is when um, a student, which we start teaching kids at um, 16 for the Apprentice Company, but it's open to, to anyone. It could even be an adult who is in community theater looking to transition into a working in a professional environment. So we start teaching them about the job aspects of it, of, of the professionalism and, and what is expected in that type of a job place, because it's it's just a much different type of employment than anything else that anyone else is doing. So it's it's really career training when we are starting them as early as elementary school. Yeah, opening their eyes to the arts and um, a possibility of becoming an actor, yeah. actress um, at a young age is mm-hmm. kind of cool. Well, a lot of times, though, you know, elementary kids play Let's Pretend all the time anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and now you're giving them an outlet that says, okay, yeah, we're going to play the pretend and then we're gonna, you know, th- we're gonna take it the next step. We're right. gonna take it the next level of just, you know, you know. It makes me think about my own granddaughter. She is an avid TikTok video creator, mm-hmm. and she's very creative in how she does her TikTok videos. Um, and I, I find it quite amazing to sit and watch some of the stuff she creates. She'll be at my house, and I don't know if she's doing it, but she's just creating a video, and she has these ideas that are really quite amazing. Do you think that helps spur the imagination for arts or for theater? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you you have to learn basic skills of like facial expressions, um, understanding how to translate an emotion to 
make somebody that's watching you understand what it is that you're pretending to feel. Right. So yeah, that, you know, the, the training in the arts, um, there've been quite a few surveys through the Americans for the arts that talk about, um, uh, Hiring uh, HR departments look, yes, they look for degrees sometimes in whatever the field it is that the, the individual is going to be working in. But secondary to that, they prefer theater degrees because they are so, they're collaborative. You have mm-hmm. to learn how to work with large groups of people. You have to learn how to uh, uh, express yourself in an efficient way and um, to be able to handle every type of situation. And so it, it doesn't just stop at, we're going to teach you, you know, how, how to essentially how to get a paycheck to, to play pretend. There's there's just so many more facets of it that that create a really well-rounded individual in in the community, in whatever workplace it is that they're going to go into, even if they are not going to work in the arts, just just because of the the opportunities that are there to to have so many so much exposure to varied things, every everything from performing on stage to, you know, you can learn how to sew for costumes. You can you can learn how to build sets. And at that point in time, then you can translate that into jobs in construction. You can uh, learn about stage management, which is working um, behind the scenes. You, you're you working with all the heads of the departments managing. Directing. Yeah, directing. And, and all of those can translate into project management. Stage managers are vi- – uh, during the pandemic, when the theater industry was shut down, they were very in demand for project managers and team leadership and, and coordinating all of these people and technical aspects as industries were moving online. And that's where a lot of the theater community was was making making their living during that point in time because their skills in theater translated so easily into managing chaos, which is sometimes <laughs> what it's like backstage. Yeah, they, uh, uh, one of the things I learned, I, I volunteered in college uh, for, for some theater work and I started as a house manager. You know, basically my job was take tickets and Crowd control. Well, mm-hmm. then as I got more involved with it, then I got into the technical aspect of it, uh, prop, you know, uh, prop management and, and setting scenes and, and, and stuff like that. Eventually, because I was kind of like, I, the more I did, I thought, you know, I was like that one, you know, no, don't put me on stage. I'll do a lot of stuff. Don't put me on stage. But. And then eventually after about the seventh or eighth show that I'd worked, it was kind of like, hey, we need we need an extra over here and you're the one that's available. So get, <laughs> get up here. And extra I sounds it, easy, though. Yeah. And it was kind of like, I. and by the time I got done, I was part of an ensemble that traveled to all the grade school kids and, and we put on a little show. And you were having a blast. Probably. Oh, having a great time. <laughs> But one of the things I learned was for every one person on the stage, there's about nine that are doing other things off stage. Absolutely. And so the people that, like I said, are a little bit shy about getting up on the camera and having, you know, 150 eyes watching you or 150 sets of eyes watching you, man, there's a whole bunch of stuff that that person on stage doesn't do anything until these people get their job done. You know, anywhere from lighting, mm-hmm. like you said, costumes, set design, uh, house manual, taking tickets even. Yeah. You know, there's a... I didn't realize how involved all that was <laughs> until you I know, had to start Sarah, doing it. Recently, Coach and I had the opportunity to go over to Baker Elementary School and interview students that were putting on the play Moana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we learned that day a lot, like Coach was just saying, it wasn't just these few really talented students that made it all happen. It was a whole 
crew of people. Oh, absolutely. They had to come together to make this happen. So I was so excited from the radio show because we had the show before the um, the play took place. Mm-hmm. I went and seen it at Central High School, and it gave me chills through most of the show. It was just amazing thinking these were elementary school students on stage singing their hearts out and sounding amazing. Yeah. I was so impressed. But but even more so to me, and I guess maybe because I've been a background guy for so long, was for every, like you said, every one of those kids that were doing such a fantastic job on stage, there were six or seven other kids involved in doing things to make sure that one person really looked good. Like the, 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 the group of kids that were dressed in black, all black, and they had the to crew. move, yeah, the the, they had to move stuff on the stage <laughs> yep. while the people yep. were on the stuff, like a ship going on the mm-hmm. water. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Yep. You could just barely see them, and you knew they were there, but they were darkened with their um, dark suits on. And I thought, that is so many kids combined it really is and and when it comes to because kids will be like well if i can't be on stage then there's nothing for me to do and so trying to get kids engaged i usually say well you can be on the crew well what does that mean that means you're the ninjas of the show you dress in all black and you move around and you have to be super quiet and really fast and if nobody sees you you're doing your job right and and (laughs) they get the other like yeah i want to be a show ninja how how can i be a ninja yeah yeah, throw the ninja part of it yeah they they get all excited about that but (laughs) yes Absolutely. Yeah, it's You know anything about Ninja Garth? Are you uh, like a Ninja Master? (laughs) Yeah, we have about 60 on each bus. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of thinking that would be the case when you have the students on there uh, moving around. They're not supposed to be. Like they sneak in between, you know, like the little ninjas would do. We have a lot of field trips that go to Nashville Mm -hmm. uh, to see productions, and uh, they've done some locals as well. And uh, we do have students from Central and Spring Hill that go to some of the uh, underage groups, the elementary and middle schools, and do things as well. Yeah. So, and we, we cart them over. You know, I, I am really impressed that there's this much interaction between Watershed and our public schools. You said you're in four right now? Um, we uh, have the opportunity for the upcoming school year to be in four locations. So we have been reaching out to teachers and principals to see what other schools um, would be interested in us bringing the program into them. So if if anyone is a part of a school that, that thinks, hey, we would love to have this to supplement whatever arts or music programming that we have, um, definitely they can reach out to us. One that comes to mind is be the Mount Pleasant Middle School, the mm-hmm. Visual and Performing Arts, yes. because it's right in the title of their school. Absolutely. And it's one of their focuses out there is mm-hmm. to have something art-related for right. the students to be able to do. Well, in that situation, what would be ideal for us would be to go in at the elementary level so that when they get up to the middle school level, which we have already been working with partnerships with middle schools and high schools to help them with um, some of their technical aspects. We've had our technical director out. He's been out to the both the middle school and the high school at Mount mm-hmm. Pleasant assessing their equipment, helping them um, get perform maintenance and, and help with uh, running lights and sound or running crews in the, in, in the backstage. And there's, there's lots of opportunity for us to do that as part of our outreach to help make the job of producing the show easier for, for the teachers. Because at the end of the day, whoever is sponsoring the theater club or it, teaching the theater class, you like, like coach said, there, there are so many people that have to be for every student that you put on stage yeah. and, and you just run out of, you run out of spoons. So we're here to try to help them fill that gap and really to help them at the elementary level to get those kids interested. So once they get to, um, Josh Davis, who's over the mm-hmm. theater yeah, classes down there, um, 
so that he's not starting from, okay, kids, this is a stage. And when you're on stage, you need to be facing this direction in the early. The <laughs> All right. I hate to cut you short, yeah, but we've no, got to take a break. Um, we are with Sarah Kennedy with the Watershed Theaters, Garth Pinkston, Transportation Supervisor, and Coach and myself. We'll be right back after a word from the sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks and my great-granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Here comes the field, up through the gearbox, and Holsabar gets a good start. Travels to Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Trouble further back. One truck goes around. It's Haley Deegan. As three races remain until the playoffs. Here comes Hosevar looking for the checkered flag down to the line. Carson Hosevar. It's the O'Reilly Auto Parts 150 at Mid-Ohio. Saturday, July 8th at noon on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Hattie Hedrick, senior basketball player and captain at Santa Fe Unit School. You're listening to WKOM 101.7 FM, coming at you from Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. 
Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. You can find us at frontporchradiotn.com or thebigyellowschoolbus.com. Um, today's show, we've been talking with Miss Sarah Kennedy, Education and Outreach Director for Watershed Theater. Also in the studio, we have Mr. Garth Pinkston, Transportation Supervisor, um, Coach Mike, and myself. Sarah, this involvement that you're talking about in the first part of the show um, is amazing that we have so much available and you're growing. We are, yes. So you have more opportunity. Absolutely. Um, in the last year, our um, our staff at Watershed has has grown. We now have um, a full-time technical director. I'm the full-time education outreach manager. We have um, digital media specialist who works to coordinate um, everything from taking pictures whenever we're able to do live streams of our shows. Um, and with content on our social media, we have a volunteer manager. Um, and then we have all of the, the technicians that work um, on a contract basis for each production. So yeah, the, the opportunities for people to to be making a living in the arts in Murray County are growing and, and we're doing everything we can to help that and starting with kids young to teach them that you can do this for a living. If, if that is what you feel that you're passionate about Um, and that, that learning these skills, even if you don't do theater as a career are very valuable as you're, as you're leaving high school, going into the workplace, going into college, things of that nature. You know, I was a musician, so I in our school we had a very robust um, theater arts program, mm-hmm. and I auditioned for it, but I had to choose between being in the jazz band or being in the um, the arts theater, and I chose the jazz band because I made the jazz band, and the jazz band was where I really wanted to be. I think I missed something by not actually being part of the theater because it looked like so much fun. Absolutely. And one of the one of the things that I'm really passionate about is getting kids involved at an early age because once you set them on that tra- trajectory, you don't know what it is that they how far they might take that as a career. Personally, I was never exposed to theater until I was in college. So for me working with kids now and ha- having been working with kids in the arts for 20 years and starting to see them, you know, leave leave high school, leave college and start working in the arts is is just amazing and I'm like, wow, what would I what would I be doing in my career if I had known about theater as as an option when right. I was in school? And, and I went to school here in Murray County. Um, I attended Columbia Academy. We didn't have a theater program right. then. Um, and now they do. And we, we have done work with Columbia Academy with, with some of their – um, their performances. Their our technical director um, consulted on their recent production of The Wizard of Oz, and yeah, just really, really getting to kids at an early age and helping them understand this is a possibility. You don't, you're not stuck in a box of what it is that you know you're you're only seeing around town. And we the the larger that we grow, the more we want kids to see around town that there are people who make their living doing this. Yeah, the the. The play that me and Coach covered for Moana at Baker Elementary really opened my eyes to that they're doing this at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And this was a full-on production, and it was very impressive. And our high schools currently are kicking out plays every year. You know, they have 
students graduating, of course, so they lose some of their talent, but they get new talent, and the plays they're doing are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys work with them, our high schools at all, on their plays every year? Uh, we do. Um, any t- anytime anyone is interested in, in having us help them, we have uh, opportunities. If they, they're they like, uh, we feel like we might need to bring in a choreographer, we can help you with that. We might need um, someone to direct music because we want to create a collaborative effort between the school band and the, the theater students. And we're, we're needing somebody to, to help mesh the two. We can do that. If you want us to come in and um, teach kids about working on crew, about costume design, how to how to sew, how to take care of your costumes backstage, we're happy to come in and just do one-off workshops with the schools so the kids start to build that knowledge. Or we can work in a, in a tight partnership with the teachers to help them round out their production teams or help help them with coordinating their parent volunteers to make sure that everything goes smoothly shows are really kind of like, um, like a wheel with spokes and you have one person at the center that is watching all of these departments and each of the spokes goes out and it's a different part of the show mm-hmm. that needs to be, have attention behind the scenes and then have attention during the production. And if any of those spokes is, is out of whack, then your wheel is going to be bumpy and not rolling and things like that. And we really want to be a resource for the teachers to, to, to help them to have the best show that they can and to be able to use resources and to, to stretch that limited funding. Cause a, a lot of our programs, um, like I know, um, Lori K Burns in Spring Hill, mm-hmm. she has very limited funding for her program. So if her kids want to do a large musical, they're doing fundraisers all year yeah. long to, to raise the money so that they can, you know, afford to make or rent the costumes or, you know, rent equipment or, you know, buy lumber to build sets and things like that. And, and so whatever it is that we can do, uh, we have warehouses full of costumes and, and costume pieces and, um, sets and lighting gear. And so if we can, you know, like our, our, basically our question to all the teachers is what do you need? Right. How do we give it to you? Coach, I think one thing is kind of, you know, you, you touched on it earlier, but I, I think this is something that, uh, uh, for the school, the middle school, high school people that are, you know, business oriented, this is management training 101. Absolutely. Uh, if you can run, a sh- help run a show, you can help run a business because mm-hmm. so many of the elements transfer over. You know, when you got to coordinate personnel, you got to coordinate materials, you've got to you got to raise revenue uh, to to pay for certain things, and then you've got to make budgetary decisions. Decide, you know, deciding wh- wh- how much money am I going to spend on costumes, how much money am I going to spend on set. All those things translate over into a business, running a business. And I, I think one of the things you said was that, you know, during the pandemic, when all these directors and stage managers were quote unquote out of work, the business world was sitting there going, Hey, these, these guys know how to run things Mm -hmm. and they're doing quite well at running things. And so here, here's a chance to get business model training. You know, you know, if you want to run a business, you know, run your own business, Hey, get involved in the theater a little bit. Number one, you're going to have a lot of fun doing it, but secondly, you're going to get some lab training in a sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, on how to actually operate a business and what some of the little subtle things are. Yeah, it's quite amazing when you when you think about that that wheel and all the cogs in the wheel and everything that you were talking about. And if it doesn't all flow properly, you have a flat tire. Basically. Absolutely, that was a good analogy. Um, 
Let's talk about some of the shows you've done this year and what's coming up at Watershed Theaters. Sure. Any shows coming up? Uh, So we just closed um, our summer production of Romeo and Juliet um, two weeks ago. And uh, this weekend, actually, we're having auditions for our upcoming production of Anastasia. So that will be our fall musical. Again, last year, our fall musical was Little Women, and it was our biggest show to date. Well, we're coming up on Anastasia, and now that's going to be the new biggest show to date. (laughs) Um, So every year, our productions grow in scale. They grow in the number of artists that we're able to work with. They grow in the amount of community that comes out to participate. So if Coach wanted to audition for this because he has theater experience and he actually enjoyed being more than just an extra, he could come and audition for the show? We, at this point in time, all theater programs, whether they're at the school level, community level, professional level, are in desperate need of men to participate. Yeah, there's, I can imagine. Uh, there's a really... Coach, yeah, there's an opportunity for you. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, like I have more time to do that. That's right. <laughs> Right, but that's 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 another thing that we're really trying to to help instill in the kids is you know if if you're um a young man in the school system and sports is not your thing, you can still have a you know a team based activity that right. you're able to do where your contribution is very needed and very valid and and very rewarding, and you can still create those those opportunities for um, collaborative efforts and um, so you're, developing you're, relationships. So you're accepting, nomin- or accepting people right now to audition mm-hmm. for Anastasia. Yes. For this upcoming season. And that can be anyone in the community that has a hankering or thinks they want to be an actor or has done some in the past or even just because they've done it in school. Absolutely. We we welcome everybody coming to audition for a show whether you have never done it before. We're we're happy to to meet with you and talk you through how how the process works. We do workshops throughout the year for um So this could audition. actually be students. This could be students. Yes, right, we we have we have a very large um number of ensemble roles, so even students who've never done anything before or aren't feeling confident enough to try out for larger parts are welcome. And also, since we're a nonprofit, students can participate with us and get credit for their Tennessee Promise Hours. Nice. We have a lot of students that will do that. They'll come and work backstage with us on the crew. We're working front of house. And so then they're able to have something that's really fun and engaging to do for, right. for those scholarship How do hours. people find you guys online, Watershed Theaters. Do you have a website? Are you on social media? All of the above. We have um, watershedpublictheater.org is going to have all of the information about auditions, classes, um, the field trips that we will offer throughout the year where we can both bring students to our productions and go into the schools. Like we'll take, we have a wonderful production um, that was written by um, Beverly Mitchell, who is a professor at Columbia State uh, that is written about historical events that have happened in Murray County. And so we can take those into schools to present for one class or the entire school. So you guys can have a field trip come to you. So that information is on our website and we're on um, all of the social medias as well. Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. Okay. Twitter. Anything else? Um, YouTube. Do you have a YouTube uh, channel? I don't 
think we have a YouTube channel. You mentioned That's... that you could do potentially not all the shows, but you could do live feeds or live video feeds. Some of them we can. Um, it, it just depends what on the show and the, um, the, the company that holds the rights, if they allow that. Okay. All but right. we have gotcha. done that in the past for shows where people can, um, um, in particular, our, our field trip performance for this past year was um, an original show um, called Those Wicked Stepsisters about um, what happens to the stepsisters in Cinderella, how they get there happily ever after. And we had, um, I think, 14 schools that were lined up to come attend that in person. But then school was canceled that day for a tornado. Like oh, it was no. going to be tornadic activity. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and at first Except we the were. Announcement. Yeah. yeah just, just the announcement. Right. We were at first we were hearing from teachers, well, our principal won't let us leave. And then we started hearing the school's not even going to be open. Right. So, um, yeah, we were able to then um, live stream that production so that people could could still watch from home and if they wanted. Generally speaking, you do most of your performances at Columbia State Community College? The majority of them, yes. Um, okay. We um, perform either in the, the Cherry Theater or the Ledbetter Auditorium, but we do have the opportunity to, to travel with some of our shows where we can go directly into the schools. The um, arts district here in Columbia is a growing um, entity. Uh, they're redoing the entire sidewalk and, and roadway to make it one way to go into that area by the Columbia Fire Department. Um, you are part of that entity, that board of directors? Um, I am the vice chair of the Columbia Arts Council, which um, was very crucial in developing what the arts district was going to look like and working, being kind of the liaison between the residents and the city to um, help make that partnership. And we continue to work with, with the residents to um, help establish the vision that is, is there for the arts district. Because on average, um, if you're looking at major cities, um, revenue from the arts is higher even than professional sports. There was a recent, um, wow. yeah, there was a recent census done in Cuyahoga County, which is, um, the county seat for Cleveland, Ohio. And when they looked at all of their arts programming, like, um, their equivalent of TPAC or the Nashville opera ballet, things like that, they were bringing in, um, one to eight, Dollars for every dollar spent in the arts, they're receiving eight dollars in additional revenue in the community versus professional sports, where they're only getting one to three point four. So the value of the arts in the community is more than double yeah, when it comes to amazing, tax money. Right? Yeah, and that is kind of mind-boggling that arts is that much of a revenue bill. Um, you know, our arts district here, and um, you actually work with a good friend of mine, Quan McFall, I yes. believe is his name. Yes, I've known Quan since middle school. <laughs> yeah, very talented young man. He's helped me out over the years on many a uh, project. Um, he is the current um, chair of that. Yes. Arts Council, yes. correct? So he's the chair. I am the co-chair. And then we have um, six other individuals that make up the rest of that that committee. Well, I like what I'm seeing there and um, what's happening in the Arts Council and the Arts District. And I'm going to like it even more if it helps bring in more revenue to our community. Absolutely. Um, so that's always a big plus. Um, Garth... I wanted to bring you into the mix here a little bit. Hey, I've enjoyed this. Listen, I've, I've learned a lot this morning. So well, hey, I'll me too. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I had an old. My oldest son would would have really enjoyed that program because he liked the arts mm -hmm. and and still well, does. 
He can uh, catch it on the podcast. Well, he's over in Wiesbaden, Germany right now. Well, he can get that the, on the podcast. With the Army, so oh, yeah, well. yeah, that's right. In his spare time. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's something that I'm involved in, and I think I mentioned it last week on the show. There's something called Arts in Murray. It's um, put on by the Columbia, Counts- or Columbia Crossroads to Home Coalition. It is the first annual Arts in Murray Art, Wine, and Cheese event. You said you knew about that, right? Yes, yeah. The Arts um, Arts Council is, is work. Some of our members are working with them to help with coordinating and, and promotion and things of that nature. Yeah, that's going to be Saturday, September 9th at the Memorial Building from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Tickets are $25. You can find them at uh, Colum- or com. All right, crossroads to home, Columbia.com. It's going to be a great event. Garth, I'm, I'm just so excited to learn more about this theater, but I know that you guys are an integral part of helping move kids around to be able to enjoy some of this theater stuff, like taking them to the high schools or taking the high school kids to the younger kids. Um, and there's something really special about transportation. I've learned over the years since I've been in Murray County Public Schools what an amazing organization you actually are in charge of. The bus drivers are amazing. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll have on the show here after the our, our next commercial, Mr. Chuck Sugg from Sonic, so he can tell us a little bit about some of the things that we've done this past year that we're in the upcoming year. So tell us a little bit about transportation. How many buses, how many students, stuff like that. Some of the statistics, I know you've had it on the air before, but it's kind of interesting to hear each time you come on we have 127 buses that go out every day over 270 routes uh, that they cover uh, transporting about 7,000 uh, students uh, many of them do car uh, ride uh, do uh, have their own cars that they will drive to school but uh, we elementary middle school and especially ninth and tenth graders they don't have that opportunity as much so we pick them up and uh, yeah, uh, seven thousand. We, we're just over thirteen thousand students. Right. So that's half of the population of students ride the bus. That's correct. And uh, of course, as the year goes on and more kids drive, there's probably fewer on the buses. But our buses have been pretty full because we had to take seven routes out last year because of lack of drivers. Okay. And uh, we have increased our uh, pay the last two years in a row. Uh, we're up to nineteen dollars an hour now, uh, starting pay. Uh, that's four hours a day, uh, two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon, and uh, many opportunities, like Sarah was saying, for additional field trips, uh, sporting events, uh, band, um, midday runs, uh, so forth. So if if you want to do just the four hours, that gives you a gap in between to do things. I've got bank tellers. I've got cashiers. I've got uh, uh, people that mow yards. I've got people that install windows. They do a lot of stuff in between. They'll but, do the morning shift, the afternoon shift, then do the whatever they absolutely. want during the, the other hours. And And the neat thing is the four hours is counted like a full-time employee as far as bus drivers. And they get full health insurance. They get a $10,000 life insurance policy. They get two days a month vacation sick day that they can use. If they don't use those at the end of June, then they uh, get paid for those days that they don't use. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the advantages of being a bus driver, some of the fun of being a bus driver, and 
why Jack Cobb didn't become a bus driver. Because <laughs> I know in, in previous years we had talked about um, me getting my uh, CDL and becoming a bus driver. So we'll be back with Garth Pinkston, Transportation Supervisor, Murray County Public Schools, Sarah Kennedy, Education and Outreach Director for Watershed Theater, and coaching myself after a word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Murray County Volunteer Firefighters provide fire and rescue services to Murray County residents like you. I'm Savannah Madison, Public Information Officer with Murray County Fire. Our department serves over 600 square miles, and as a volunteer department, we rely on community donations to operate. You can also support by joining our department. We help you obtain the certifications to become a support member or firefighter. Learn more about making a tax-deductible donation or becoming a firefighter at murraycountyfiretn.org. That's murraycountyfiretn.org. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Rodeo time in Murray County, the 19th annual Murray County Sheriff Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30 and the show starts at 8. As always, kids 11 and under get in free. We have free pony rides, petting zoos, face painting, balloons, and bounce houses, all in our spectacular kids' zone. We have cowboys and cowgirls from all over the United States. Fireworks show immediately after the main event bull riding. Pre-sale tickets are $15 and can be purchased at United Co-op or Columbia Farm Supply. Or at the gate, they're $20. All brought to you by Harness LLC, where we build people that move dirt. Again, the 19th Annual Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30. Show starts at 8. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM.
The Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Find our podcast by visiting www.thebigyellowschoolbus.com. Also at frontporchradiotn.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Garth, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing just a touch of what Watershed Theater does in our community for our students Mm -hmm. in our schools. Um, But Garth, before the break, we were talking about bus drivers, and you are always, it seems like, since... I've worked since here. Since COVID. Yeah, since COVID. Since COVID. Is it, okay, is that, was that the key? Um, I, lost, I, I hired in 2020, and then COVID hit shortly after. I lost 25 people during that uh, March 20th through the end of that school year because we shut down. And uh, they retired. They were afraid of uh, getting COVID, and I had a lot of older people. So it, it's been tough ever since, uh, opening back up, people not wanting to work, and so we've been struggling. Now, right. this, this year is really the first year that I'm starting to recoup. I had 200 employees. Now, now I'm at about 180. So I've still got more folks that I need to hire, especially bus drivers. All right. So you said bus drivers are $19 an hour. Yes. And it's a part-time gig, considered full-time as far as benefits go. So if you Correct. become a bus driver, you just work in the morning and the afternoon, deliver kids, take them home. You can get full benefits, which are medical benefits, paid for by the county. Um, $19 per hour, lots of opportunities to drive extra hours to help out Sarah on field trips and many other entities besides Sarah. But Sarah mentioned that they do a lot of field trips for the county. There's Um, also sports teams and stuff like that that always need drivers. Absolutely. The band. Absolutely. The band is going to need it. So lots of opportunities, folks. How do they find a job at – how do they get a job with Murray County All right, they have to apply at uh, murrayk12.org. Uh, they go to the Human Resources Careers uh, section and uh, go down to Classified and open there. And then there's a whole listing of classified jobs, and it's 2324 Bus Driver. All right. Also, I think you've got a new uh, site there. Just go to Transportation and be able to pull into it as well. Yes. The online application is the only way, the easiest, the best way to get a job in transportation to be a bus driver um, at Murray County Public Schools. 19 bucks an hour, not bad. Um, they've continued to make the pay a little bit higher every year um, since I've been here. We need bus drivers, folks. It's a very rewarding job. I've met most of these bus drivers, and I have a special guest in the studio right now I would like to bring on the air, and that is Mr. Chuck Sugg. Chuck Sugg is with Sonic Restaurants here in, I guess, Middle Tennessee, but definitely Columbia and Spring Hill. Welcome to the show, Chuck. Thank you, Jack. Good to be here. Good to see you, Garth. Is this where I get to say, what's up, Chuck? Yeah, what's up, Chuck? That happened all the time in the seventh grade. (laughs) And it was that far back, seventh grade? All right, Chuck, I brought Chuck on the show because Garth was going to be here, and we did something really unique, Garth and Chuck and myself and our district. And Chuck, if you want to tell us a little bit, and feel free to chime in, Garth. Yeah, this is an awesome program, and my drivers have been really appreciative of it. Anytime they're recognized, they love it. And uh, this was a really neat program. And we're going to start up again, I believe, in September. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do because I think the bus drivers are way undervalued. So 
What is it that you do for our bus drivers and not just Murray County Public Schools, but other counties in the area? Well, as a as a student, I always admired our bus drivers. You know, they were always on time, always consistent, very caring people. And um, I think I said at the, the last meeting, I, I, was, I was in the sixth grade for six consecutive years and had the same bus driver. <laughs> no, he but, wasn't. No, that's, but we really have a lot of respect for bus drivers, and they're probably the most underappreciated employee in a school system. I agree. Because parents count on them to get their kids to school. They count on them to get them there safely. Precious and, cargo. Yes, absolutely. And years ago, uh, we were working with the Williamson County School System, and um, we thought, why can't we – reward these bus drivers. So we started a driver of the month and we, we basically let the uh, transportation system pick out the drivers of the month from the different uh, districts that they had. And we rewarded them. And last year, thanks to your help and Garth, we were able to get in Merg County, which we wanted to do for some time. And we were able to do it. And uh, you guys did an amazing job organizing the events. We had them at different Sonic drive-ins and basically we would reward six drivers. They'd get a $20 My Sonic card and a wonderful certificate uh, that, that Jack made. Yeah, we print one up for them and, and we get signatures from our superintendent and our supervisor of transportation, Mr. Pinkston. Yes, and we did that once a month. And then at the end of the year, we were able to reward all the drivers uh, with a coupon for a free burger, a free tot, and a free vanilla cone and a free drink. Yeah, that was quite a package that every bus driver in our district, it was approximately 200 folks when it all said and done, because Garth had a transportation luncheon, right? Yes, end of year luncheon. Yeah, and Sonic showed up and awarded every driver free lunch. You didn't have to get a recognition or certificate to get that. That was very nice. Well, we were happy to do it, and uh, Garth, you and your team work so hard getting good drivers in there to make sure that the buses are staffed and um, you've got responsible people. And it's really a joy to be able to reward them and see the happiness on their face for that recognition. Absolutely. So, Chuck, I'm going to have you back on the show because there's something that we have talked about we haven't implemented yet here at Murray County Public Schools, but there's a lot of opportunities for fundraising via Sonic, right? There are. And we'd love to talk about that with uh, with you all. We've got several fundraising vehicles besides just writing a check that are fun and uh, the participants enjoy doing it. They make a lot of money. All right. We're going to go ahead and start our shout outs. And Sarah, I'm going to ask you to go first in the shout outs, ladies first, but you also had something that you wanted to mention before the show was over. So I'll let you do that and your shout out. Yes. We wanted to let teachers know that we are booking our field trips for the upcoming season. Our production that um, they can bring students to at Columbia State is going to be Robin Hood. We're going to be performing that in February. And then we have... Um, uh, opportunities for them it, to bring if they would like to bring students outside of school hours to any of our productions we can um, offer some um, ticket opportunities there and then we also have our traveling show of murray voices that can come into an individual classroom or school and we have um, a group of five actors that perform four different monologues based on actual historic figures in murray county murray voices sounds very cool all right do you have a shout out on the big yellow school bus i do we want to say thank you to um the tennessee arts commission which uh, funds a lot of our educational programming and our sponsors um the law office of john schwery the Foreman company and um we have lots of, of dedicated um, volunteers, board members, of just all of the people that help keep our wheel rolling. That's a great shout-out. Garth Pinkston, you're up next on the shout-outs on the Big Yellow School Bus. Yes, I appreciate our drivers that drove during the month of June for summer school, and now they've got a month break. I appreciate them and their attendance and my office staff that uh, uh, manned the office during that time and are getting ready for the start of school August 7th. Uh, 
I have a wash crew that is uh, cleaning the buses inside and out. I appreciate them and the mechanics that are servicing the buses to get them ready to go, new tires and whatever else they need. So I, I appreciate all of these people and my boss, Eric Perriman, and uh, safety coordinator, Jonathan Barry, that help us out a great deal Great well. shout-out, Garth. Thank you. So, I know you've only been on the show for the last segment here, but did you have a shout-out you'd like to give right now? I do. Um, I want to congratulate the winners of the Sonic Scholarship in the Columbia Sonic Drive-Ins in Murray County. Uh, Gracie Felty, Pandora Hanvey, Chinoa Briggs, Ayana Briggs, and Victoria Woody. Um, all of these are employees, many of them high school students that have been with Sonic over a year, and they apply for a scholarship that uh, the Middle Tennessee Co-op puts together, and each one of them won $1,000 nice. for their efforts. So I want to awesome. give a big shout-out to them. Thank as you well for that shout-out. That's awesome. Chuck, you got, or, or Coach, Coach, do you have a quick shout-out? Because i got a pretty long one i got to get to. Okay. Uh, to all the support people, whether they're the, the show techies or the bus maintenance people, everybody that, that works behind the scenes because without them – Nothing happens. That's where you started and, out. Yeah, right? and uh, so uh, great. You know, hope, hopefully they can, uh, you know, give them a good pat on the back if you haven't got to recently. My, my shout, thank you, Coach. My shout out is to the community partners that helped during summer school. We had a recognition for our summer school students that had perfect attendance, and we gave away eighteen bikes. Okay, two per school. And they were Murray Regional Hospital, Murray Regional Foundation, Dr. Krista Martin, Jan and Mickey McKeel, Ann Lacey Lawrence, Kona Ice of Columbia, Ooh La La, The Well Outreach Food Pantry, Heritage Bank and Trust, Pick and Daisies, Parks Motor Sales, Chick-fil-A of Columbia, and the Murray County Schools School Resource Officers. Thank you for helping out. That's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. I want to thank our guests for coming on today, some of which will be back very soon. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644.
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Blast into big July fun all summer long. You won't need sparklers, spinners, Roman candles, or any other fancy fireworks. You'll be rocketing toward explosive top prizes of up to $500,000 with the all-new July Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Hurry in and pick out your favorites today. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. What happens when the thrill of Powerball meets the thrill of NASCAR? You get a chance to win an exciting trip for two to the NASCAR Championship Race in Phoenix, Arizona. Plus, the chance to win a million dollars in a special drawing. Enter the NASCAR Powerball Playoff Second Chance Drawing at TNVIPRewards.com between June 23rd and July 31st for your chance to win. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. NASCAR issues with express permission. NASCAR LLC is not a sponsor of this promotion. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.